Hello and welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for everyone who wants to watch all this prestige television, but who's got time for all of that? I know I don't. This is this is no time to talk about time. We don't We haven't got have the time. The time. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Time is infinite. You'll always have time. You are finite. You are you finite. Are finite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am finite with this podcast that sounded a lot better in my head like, <laughs> uh, that is one finite ass you got that now i got nothing <laughs> are we talking about my created by j michael straczynski ass tattoo again <laughs> no oh, okay is... anyways this is last time on this is a podcast where we have picked a show that none of our hosts have seen and are jumping our way from episode to episode guided by only dice and an attempt at comedy i'm hoping one day to jump home (laughs) (laughs) wrong show oh okay i'm ben i'm victor and victor's playing with a cat (laughs) and i'm mad yeah i'm mad very very mad right now oh no i am rip shit does anybody remember what my prime time prediction was last gosh darn episode? Shit, I had it written down. Uh, no, no, Ben, I don't. I don't that we would have actors that. from Battlestar Galactica show up. <laughs> but I specifically said specific. the original Battlestar Galactica. Yes, you did. <laughs> and who shows up in this gosh darn episode? It's a fucking Cylon. <laughs> Doral. <laughs> That's a, I, when he showed up i i point i did the dicaprio point at the screen thing like it's a Cylon! <laughs> so mad you, you know what's even so mad what's even worse on the last episode we watched like i sometimes i, I leave the tv running whenever i leave the house because i've just noticed that my if, if there's if the house is silent when i leave my cats and my dog will destroy the house when i come home so i like to leave the tv on anyway I'm rambling but it automatically started the next episode and you know who was in that episode was fucking chief from Battlestar Galactica chief Tyrrell <laughs> he was also in this womp 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 man <laughs> uh, so uh we were talking about doing a little fan cast again here yeah, yeah. This episode we've got before a limited we number this, this isn't like who are you my other podcast where we have to space them out over seasons we don't know how many episodes of this we got left. Yeah, yeah. So, so we better we're, hurry we're only doing we're only doing just one 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 character at a time here instead yeah. of like a whole a whole bunch. But I do got to say, so last episode we did our picks for our ideal fantasy casting for the reboot. Um, yeah. uh, let's see, let me pull it up here. But e- either way, Starbuck won. So Jafar, I think that was your pick. Sweet. Uh, I mean, it I wasn't a this... competition. Yeah, but you know, it's it, just for fun. It is if I won. <laughs> that is the, that is the most Jafar response to that <laughs> we're not competing unless I won in which yeah. case we're totally competing <laughs> I uh, I put this up for up as a poll in the in the research lab 
And yeah, with 56 votes, Katie Sackhoff, your pick for recasting of Colonel O'Neill won. However, I do want to say someone in the comments suggested Tig Nataro, and I think that would be the bomb. I mean, she one of a... my, the things that has made me the angriest in film and TV <laughs> is Army of the Dead. They replaced uh, Chris D'Elia with Tig Nataro. And that just proves that we have the ability to go back and replace every problematic actor from every movie with Tig Notaro, and we aren't. <laughs> and that is why we are failing as a country. That's It's hard to argue with that a lot. Go so... back, replace every Kevin Spacey with Tig Notaro, every Woody <laughs> Allen with Tig Notaro. Yes, I, I am 100% down for this alternate reality. So, I guys, I don't know how to say this, but... We were going to recast Tilk, right? That's what we agreed upon. Yeah. And I actually had already written down Tick Nataro as my recast. For Tilk? You <laughs> did not. I did. Um, <laughs> and I know we haven't segued into that, but we're doing it now because it's we're doing it live. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Can definitely do the deadpan. Can definitely do the deadpan can do yeah, the kind of the snark yeah. weird intimidating thing and the like the p very passive style of comedy that teal'c often portrays is mm -hmm. tignatar's specialty and then also we get the fantastic pun of tiggy tilk tilk tilg tiggle i don't know i gotta workshop it yeah, i feel but... like a stretch yeah yeah. There's something there, but we're, we're not yeah, there it's yet. Not, I don't have it, but someone in the comments will get it, and I will not read it. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. What about you, Ben? What's the, who's, who's your ideal teal? So, full full disclosure, Vic dropped this on us as we were starting the recording. Sorry, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't get to, to ruminate as deeply as I might have wanted to. But while Jafar honed in on the deadpan of teal, Mm -hmm. I went for the imposing. Ah. And while Christopher Judge is a giant, giant, like tall, tall man, I was thinking, okay, what if we we kind of go diagonal and just pick somebody who is just built like a brick house? <laughs> like one of the scariest, strongest people you have ever seen. And so I went with Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is a wrestler. A wrestler? Uh, yeah, of course. I should have yeah. known. <laughs> uh, and I, I I, really, really liked him when he was the wrestling as Matanza Cuerto in Lucha Underground. He was just scary, terrifying. But I think it would be fun to have that guy who's just like the guy... Every time you walk into a room, everybody's like, well, we're not messing with that guy uh, <laughs> as as our Teal'c. Jeff Cobb. Oh, I just looked him up. But I have no idea who this guy is. But yeah, this is one, this is one big motherfucker. <laughs> nice. So so my turn. I So for my pick, this is one of my favorite actors. And I think he's very underutilized in, ho in Hollywood. I, I My pick for Teal'c is Bentley Kalu. He is famously known for most recently doing, he does a lot of background stuff, but he was in the new Halo series that came out on Paramount+. Plus. He played Vanek. He was one of the Spartans. He was the, the big black guy in the EOD armor. And 
honestly, I feel like I wish that that the Halo series had been about him and the other two Spartans and not focused on Master Chief. Because, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the new Halo series, in the very first fucking episode, Master Chief takes his helmet off. Why did they do that? <laughs> ruined the, I, I you know, I, I hate the nerds who say, oh, you ruined the thing. But this time they did ruin the thing. They ruined Master Chief. You Master Chief, you're never supposed to see his face. Ah, anyway. So, but yeah, Bentley Kalu is uh, is amazing. He was also in one of my favorite low budget sci fi episode uh, sci fi movies. It was called Kill Command. And if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's not streaming anywhere, but you can find it uh, in the in the DVD bin of your local dollar store. It is low budget, but it is really good. He plays just a scary motherfucker in uh, Kill <laughs> Command, and that's that's what he does best. He would be the ultimate teal. Yeah, mic dropped. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's our recast. Um, <laughs> I did not get far enough into the first episode of the Paramount Plus Halo to know that Master Chief took his helmet off. Yeah, that. Uh, God, why? Very first episode, man. Like, if, if if I was in charge of the of the Halo TV series, I would have kept. You know, you can keep the same plot, same storyline. Uh, but move Master Chief to the background. Make him more of just a narrative device. Let him maintain that air of mystery. You know, they they do the whole thing where they explore the humanity of the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Give that to the other Spartans. Don't give it to Master Chief. You know, make Master Chief the enigmatic, stoic figure that he's supposed to be. You know, and, well, and make the story about the rest of the Spartan team. I mean, isn't the the whole point? is that you are master chief like yeah exactly mm-hmm. you don't yeah, see him to... you don't hear a voice like the whole thing is because it's supposed to be you and you're supposed to be filling in those blanks yeah. by screaming well, at your television sitting in the yeah. chair <laughs> well they, they've got master chief has always had a voice actor but, but yeah you, you, you never see his face and you don't know much about his past as far as i know i've never played too much i played a little bit of halo but not not as much as some people yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like if they would have done that, it wouldn't have made the show like great. But I promise it would have been renewed for a second season. Yeah, you know, if they at least would have done that. Yeah, so. I've always been a, a Destiny guy, so <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with Halo. I I played a lot of Halo One multiplayer in my college oh, yeah. dorm land days, but <laughs> oh man, classic days. All right, well, let's get to the episode. Yeah, we have an episode here. We've got. Season four, episode 11, Point of No Return. This is the sixth episode we've watched. Yep. We're in season four. This been, yeah, this we're making our way. Episode so far. This one was, God, I fucking love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode. Um, we open on the team being called to a meeting that could have been an email for everyone except for Kajak. <laughs> this is this is funny though. I did appreciate everyone is talking about the the crazy interesting stuff going on, and O'Neill was just like, "I do important things too." <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly like, "Why am I here with all these nerds?" <laughs> yeah, classic O'Neill. Yeah, uh, and the way they were setting it up, they were all talking about going around the table talking about what important thing they were doing that they got interrupted for. Mm-hmm. I just knew you just I just knew that we were in for some shenanigans like shenanigans are are incoming. Yeah. So the general comes in 
with a mini disc player. Yeah. I had this exact same Sony mini disc player. This is a fascinating little gadget. It's going to replace CDs soon, so I'll have to buy the White Album again. I, th- I thought it was a mini tape recorder. So, no, this is it. It's definitely was a mini. It. I recognized the interface. Like this. <laughs> this was a, a foundational moment for me. I was like, oh, I forgot about that thing. Yeah. That that definitely dated the uh, episode for me. I sometimes forget that this was a that this show is fucking god almost thirty years old now. Well, if yeah, anything, yeah. the haircuts in this episode. <laughs> oh god, they they got so bad. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, they play a phone call uh, from not an amateur. Yes. <laughs> and, it's just this continuous list of uh, conspiracy theories that he's well aware of and all this stuff until he gets to the Stargate's existence. I, mm-hmm. I just want to say it's nice to know that that conspiracy theorists have not changed in the past 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> like this all sounded like shit I see on Facebook all the time. The, the difference the is, is they're electable yeah. now. They're electable. Oh god! Oh god! No, no. Calm down, Victor. Calm down. Don't, don't go on a rant. Don't go on a rant. Okay, I'm going on a short fucking rant. Okay, go listen. <laughs> I just gotta say that back in when when the hell was it? When did we? It was 2016 when we got Orange Man. All right, listen, listen. All right, I worked at the National Guard headquarters at Camp Mabry at the time, and it's a common thing at every almost every military building where you walk in through the front door and you've got photo portraits on the walls of your chain of command, right? Like you've got the XO, the commander, the general, then you got the pictures of the secretary of state. And yeah, it just goes on. And finally, at the end of the row, you have the president. For four fucking years, I just walked past a picture of Donald Trump every day when I went to work and shook my head in disbelief. Like, is this a joke? Like, you have got... I feel I felt like I was not living in the real world. Like this is just some kind of big prank. And at any minute now, the camera crew is going to come out and say, "We got you." (laughs) Fuck! I wish it was just a prank on you, Vic. I wish it was. That would have been so much. uh, I'm pouring myself another shot. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the the thing that got me here was uh, he starts off with. Don't even bother trying to trace the call. By the time, I'm at uh, a phone booth. You, yeah, by the time you get here, I'll be long gone. That's I'll be s- here at this diner tomorrow morning. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, <laughs> cognitive dissonance. And we get a yeah. lot of that this episode from Martin, as we that was find another, out his name is. That, that was another uh, sign of the times for, for this thing is because he said he was calling from a phone booth. Man, I can't remember the last time I saw an actual phone booth in real life. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they meet. Uh, Martin is late because he was followed. <laughs> did you And did you recognize this is going to be Ben's That Guy Corner? Did you recognize Martin? I did not recognize Martin, but... My partner walked into the room while I was watching the episode and goes, is that the guy from Sex in the City? It what? is. That is Willie, <laughs> Willie Garson. He is he is one of those like guys where they've got an IMDB page that is like us, like 
a highway long. He's oh, been yeah. in everything. If uh, if you remember, I don't know if everybody's about my age listening, the episode of Friends where Ross moves into his new apartment and a guy comes and is like, hey, we're taking a collection. The superintendent is retiring and we're all throwing in money. And Ross is like, I just moved in today. I don't <laughs> know this guy. I'm not donating any money. And all of his new neighbors start to hate him. That was <laughs> Willie Garson. Willie Here's- Garson has been in everything and he's great does he play the same because i I did not recognize this guy does he play the same kind of like weaselly character that he does here is that his thing or is it's usually some kind of passive he's definitely playing stock types most of the time like the guy who you run into and you're like this guy is going to end up annoying me yeah (laughs) yeah you know and i this reminded me of when i was on the train coming home from california and if any of you guys have ever been on Amtrak, you know, when you eat in the dining car, they usually do like a communal seating. So you have to eat dinner next to a complete stranger because uh, there's not a whole lot of space. And on the way home, they sat me down next to this motherfucker who looked like Guy Fieri, except like 40 pounds, you know, skinny Guy Fieri with one eye. Like he, this guy, I think he had a glass eye or something. I don't know. I didn't ask, but. He was very extroverted, and I'm very introverted, so I just kind of put up with it, made the small talk. But this guy, sitting across from me in the dining car, having dinner, we did our small talk, talked about the weather, blah, blah, blah. He finishes his burger, wipes his face, slides his plate to the side, leans over the table to me, looks me straight in with his one eye, and said, do you believe in aliens, Victor? <laughs> and I gave my honest response. It was kind of a shock. It was like random subject. We were just talking about like fucking sports ball or something. And he asked me, hey, I gave him my honest answer. I said, you know, I really want to believe I love science fiction, but unfortunately, there's never really been any hard evidence to prove. And he just goes, Oh, brother, I got your hard evidence right here. Reaches in his pocket, pulls out his phone, and starts showing me just this so many photos and YouTube clips of fucking reptilians. And starts showing me photos of, of proof of the why Joe Biden is a clone. Ooh. <laughs> and Ooh, that's a new one. My Miley Cyrus's uh, second set of eyelids, <laughs> all the shit that's been captured. And I, yeah, I I had to sit through this and and finish my burger and try to wave down the waitress to give me the check as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> totally gave me flashbacks of that uncomfortable experience. I wish I was a clone. Do you? How do you know you're not? I'm pretty sure there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where that doesn't go well. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is ridiculous and I love it. The Sixth Day. It's fantastic. Do you have a belly button, Ben? Uh, <laughs> should I? <laughs> so we're taking away from the majesty of this scene right now by going Sorry, on here yeah. about... <laughs> We haven't talked once about how Teal'c is a line cook. <laughs> Which, last time on, Teal'c got really into Iron Chef. <laughs> I would love that episode. That would and So he's amazing. back there like, ah, yes, the special ingredient of the day is scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so even though O'Neill was told to come alone, they send 
the alien to be the incognito <laughs> guy in the cafe. <laughs> yeah. Martin throws out the basics and Jack says it would make a good TV show. And then they both turn in, stare directly into the camera, into your soul. And they millhouse eyebrows for five <laughs> solid minutes. Yeah, no, I, I, I just got to say real quick that the placement of the hidden camera on the little receipt swirly thing in the diner. Mm-hmm. Guys, that come on, that has got to be the worst place for a hidden camera ever. <laughs> Except it means that Teal'c is able to adjust it depending on like if Martin was like, hey, we're moving over to this desk or this table so you can't have bugged me. Yeah, but every two minutes, the waitress is going to come up and block the view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. That said, I was really, really hoping that this was going to lead to a runner in the episode of just every like other scene change. It would cut to Teal'c, it just in the background as another character. <laughs> and I was really sad they did not give us oh, that. Oh, man, I was hoping for that. Yeah, that I mean, that, that would have been that would have been hilarious. <laughs> like uh like popping up from inside of a trash can or something and then next he's got a he's got a little leaves and bush over his head in the forest <laughs> but we we've got great. the rest of our team out in a surveillance van that <laughs> how did sgc get a surveillance van like they don't need it for their job they're going to other planets like why do why do they have one yeah you know, come to think of it, yeah, and it's like fully stocked. It's got all the spy equipment inside and everything. Yeah. Just, just it's in the garage, just waiting to go, just in case. <laughs> Maybe they send the surveillance van to other planets sometimes. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but yes, Martin explains that he's an alien. And he wants to use the Stargate to go home. There's a little bit in here where Martin posits that the moon landing was not faked, but rather was a false flag so the government could have the real cover-up, which is aliens on the moon. We're whales on the moon. We carry a harpoon. But there ain't no whales, so we tell tall tales and sing a whaling tune. There was an ex- another excellent low-budget sci-fi movie. I think it's probably on Netflix or Prime Video called Apollo 18. That yes. is exactly that. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Moon's Home. That, that reminds me, my, my favorite astronaut, hands down, is, is Michael Collins. If you don't know Michael Collins, Michael Collins was the, the third guy in Apollo 11. When Buzz and Neil went down to the moon, he was the guy orbiting. And while they were on their way to the moon... Uh, Buzz or uh, uh, Neil Armstrong was like, okay, I'm the first guy down the down the steps. What I say is going to be in books. This is going to be the most famous thing like that happens. What am I going to say? What do I do? Like, I've got three days to think about this. And Michael Collins goes, if you had any balls at all, you'd say, what the hell is that? And turn off your mic. and that is how i know i love michael collins because he's the guy who's like all right we're on the the cusp of a momentous occasion let's do a bit Uh 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like you have the opportunity to fuck with the entire planet right now. Yes. <laughs> this could be the greatest joke of all time. Don't be a wuss. <laughs> that is awesome. He also took my favorite photograph of all time, which is as he was circling around the moon, he took a picture of the moon and the earth. Neil and Buzzer on the moon. Every other human that has ever lived is on the earth. Every human that has ever existed is in that picture, except for Michael Collins. Ah, <laughs> and that is cool. so cool. <laughs> nice. And maybe that Chinese guy who blew himself up trying to get to space. I don't know. I don't know how far he made it. <laughs> I'm not familiar, but I'm going to have to Google. That sounds familiar, but I'm going to have to. Yeah, I did something about him on our old podcast, Draft the Universe. I'm forgetting his name right now, and I feel bad. Yeah, he was a, like, I think, fifth century Chinese astronomer who was just like, I know I will get to space and visit the gods. I'll strap all these rockets to my, my chair and shoot myself up into the <laughs> sky. And they lit him. And he disappeared. He exploded or... Oh, yeah. He blew up yeah. real big. Did, did you guys hear about that guy who died last year who was a... He claimed to be a flat earther, but he was like a stunt performer or something. And he built a homemade rocket to try oh, and geez. prove that the earth was flat. And he made several trips. And it turns out in his like post... What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word that means after you're dead? Postmortem. Postmortem? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's something else. Anyway, after he died, in his book, his wife or someone revealed that he wasn't really a flat earther. He was just joking with the community just to get them to fund his projects. Ah. So he just, he just wanted to build rockets. and Yeah, but he told them he was doing it and he was going to try to launch himself into space to prove that the earth was flat. The sad thing is, his highest altitude was lower than the average private plane. He could have just oh. chartered a plane too. <laughs> well, planes, yeah. as you know, are all controlled by the government. Yes, so, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the, you know the windows. You've had on to an do some plane work, LD I'm things, sure, but... with the fake windows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, Everyone yeah. in the yeah, okay. I figured, I found him. Wan Hu. Wan Hu is the guy I was talking about. That's a fucking awesome name for a guy who built a rocket. <laughs> what who? <laughs> Teal passes the matches along to Jack that uh, they've got a stall so Dan and Sam can go check out his place. So he agrees to go see the ship that Martin insists. So Jack... this means that the waitress was actually an SG-1 employee as well. Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah. The thing that gets me here is like I understand crazy people. <laughs> there are going to be crazy people. O'Neill, you've been on dozens of other planets, met a whole bunch of aliens. Yeah. Why are you in so instantly aggressively dismissive of this guy? <laughs> like <laughs> he he can earn three hours of your time. Your yeah. salary, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just being classic O'Neill. Because, I mean, he's shitty to Daniel Jackson all the time. And Daniel Jackson's been right about literally everything. And he still shits on him every every chance he gets. So, <laughs> so we cut to O'Neill and Martin traipsing through the woods. Yeah. And here was where I was really sad. Like, we didn't get, like, 
Teal just like fishing in a stream <laughs> behind them. I've just converted my flagpole into an intercontinental ballistic fishing rod. <laughs> now I can fish right over my neighbor's property. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, I meant to say this earlier during the during the intro, but Teal has quickly become my favorite character. And originally he wasn't. Orig before I started watching SG-1 with you guys, I just thought he was a dollar store version of Worf uh, mm -hmm. from Star Trek. But no, I, I, I now... I feel like he is better than original TNG Worf. He, he's a deluxe Worf. He's premium Worf. But DS9 still, Worf? Still not as good as DS9 Worf. That's okay. where I was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like him a lot better now. He's my yeah, he's my favorite character. I fucking love him. And, you know, during this entire episode, whenever they're around other people who are not in the Stargate program, he always gets a hat to cover his head. Yeah. Why is it such a big deal to cover the fucking golden funnel cake on your forehead, dude? Like that's <laughs> really not. It's just that's not a dead giveaway that you're an alien. That's <laughs> yeah. just looks like jewelry. Like there are parts of yeah, the jewelry, world yeah. where that would just pass without mm -hmm. a second thought. Yeah, that place is called Austin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no one would do a second. Thought. I would like to visit this Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! I want a Burning Man episode. <laughs> they they go through a gate. They think they're on another planet, but then it turns out they're just at Burning Man. <laughs> These primitive humans. Oh God! You know what? I'm gonna make that a comic tomorrow. I'm gonna do that after the episode. I'm gonna make a comic. <laughs> a fucking Burning Man. <laughs> you heard it here, second listener, because the comic would have come out weeks ago. <laughs> I got to ask before we go forward. Before we go forward. Uh, Martin tells Jack that he just trusts him and he's not sure why and that they have something in common that he can't quite place. I would like to get weird with it. Let's get weird with it. Let's get weird. Hey! All right. I'll, I can get weird with this, Jafar. <laughs> yeah, let's get you weird. You want me to get weird? I want you to get let's weird, get man. weird. So. What I think happens is, at this point, O'Neill has been through the Stargate a hundred plus times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that that changes you a little bit. Ooh. It makes it so that you kind of resonate a little bit differently. People who have traveled through Stargates, people who have spent a lot of time in space, it makes you different. And Martin is able to sense that he's able to pick up on it and knows that even though he's being distant, even though he's being aloof, this guy's been in space <laughs> and I can feel it. It's kind of like how, how like people from the Midwest, when they're out in public, they can always, you know, pick up on, on that Midwest vibe. You know, like when you, when you brush by them and they're like, oh, got to get back to you. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey. That is hey. our word. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to culturally appropriate the Midwest. Uh, ope, ope is ours. Oh. Look, if you haven't gone to a family gathering and been served a salad that had both marshmallows and mayonnaise in it, you don't get to use the word ope. Oh my god, that is a war crime, man. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> I've never uh, had that either. I don't know. 
I refuse to accept that one of Glorianne's family members has not brought over at some point a salad that at least contained marshmallow. (laughs) If they have, I I didn't have any. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you didn't have to eat it. Someone had to bring it thinking it was appropriate. (laughs) I've had stuff that had marshmallow in it. I haven't had anything that had marshmallow and mayonnaise. Not that you know of. (laughs) It's the secret ingredient, Ben. Marshmallows and mayonnaise. (laughs) Anyways... I'm going to get weird with it. Weirder than that. These characters have actually met in the past. Ooh. I'm going to say they met three years ago at a libertarian political convention. <laughs> you think, so wait, why, why was O'Neill at the libertarian political convention? Is that, is oh. that his thing or was he? To be clear, this is not Richard Dean Anderson's political assuasions. I checked before making this joke so that I could clarify <laughs> right now. But nice. Captain Jack O'Neill strikes me a... as a '90s libertarian. <laughs> did he? Uh, did he have? A, oh, what the hell is that guy's name? Ron Paul. Did he have a big Ron Paul poster in his bunk? He, I think. Well, I mean, the '90s Libertarian Party was a very different party than the post Tea Party Libertarians. Hmm. Admittedly, you know, I think, I think you're onto something here. I man. I think that Jack O'Neill is a stoner. Hmm? Like he's been through some shit. Like before he even got into the Stargate program, he was a special forces guy. So, you know, he's seen some shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I am adding this to my head canon that he, he, he's got a weed guy. For sure. <laughs> I believe that. Okay. I'm here. I'm here for All that. Right. All right. Well, uh, meanwhile, major Carter. With it. All right. <laughs> okay. So, my turn to get weird with it. I think that there was an episode in previous seasons where th- there is no way that they, in four seasons now, they haven't had an experience with some clones. Somebody got cloned. They found a cloning machine. Some shit happened. Here's my prediction that Colonel O'Neill is dead. Original O'Neill gone. And they pulled up a card and transferred his consciousness into a fucking clone. And this is a brand new O'Neill. I, they, 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 that's something they do in sci-fi all the time. They did it to Harry Kim. They did it to uh, Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> Rick and Morty happens <laughs> like every two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did but it yeah, to this... uh, O'Brien. Oh yeah, they did do it to O'Brien mm-hmm. at least once. I think they did it multiple times, but yeah, this is definitely, this is a new O'Neill. Like, yeah, that's, that's what happened here. <laughs> okay. Uh, meanwhile, Major Carter uh, leads the rest of the team to Martin's house. Uh, she and I did appreciate her Canadian in. tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, lots of glow in the dark star stickers. I got to say this out house is. I got to say this house is eight year old me's aspirations for home decor, guys. <laughs> There's lava lamps, weird alien heads and glow in the dark yes. shit everywhere. I loved his house. <laughs> and I, I loved the bit where Teal picks up the little toy phaser. This weapon appears to be inoperable. <laughs> <laughs> it's but good. I did appreciate he looked over at them and then was like, smile. He's like, I'm trying human jokes. Is this fun? <laughs> Is this fun for you? <laughs> I also did appreciate that uh, Teal has adopted the height of fashion, not just the height of 90s fashion, the height of fashion, period. <laughs> He's got a bucket hat. I like wearing bucket hats, but it's not like any old bucket hat. 
oh and did you also notice that they had uh, an actual gray alien statue in in this guy's house in marty's house yeah they had an asgardian yeah yeah <laughs> and i liked how they're like well that guy's familiar also <laughs> i'm gonna ask you guys major carter can pick locks is that new or do you think this has been established that uh, that Captain Carter she she can get into everywhere she wants? Every what happened to her, guys? Every what the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the band. Party <laughs> needs someone who can use Steve's tools. All right. I I am gonna say that before she joined the Air Force, she was a uh, a hood rat. She she ran with some gangs in Compton. <laughs> but then she cleaned up her life and joined the Air Force. And I'll bet you there's even an episode where like her old gang crew comes looking for her. <laughs> She's got a new identity. Carter is not her real name. That would be surprising to her dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot about that. That's, maybe that's why her dad is so insistent upon her like joining NASA like he wants her to. Because he... He feels like she owes him for rescuing her from that life of crime on the streets. But I can also see, like, kid of a general, hey, I was rebelling against authority in every way yeah. I know how. Man, I, I, I just, this is, that is one of those things where it's like, I have been this close many times to buying, like, lockpick tools <laughs> and some training locks. Like, I know that that is, like, right in my, like, nerd hobby wheelhouse yeah and so every time i see somebody picking locks i'm like i want to pick some locks i i i am embarrassed to say and admit no don't don't tell anyone this guys because i'm i'm like super embarrassed about this but uh, yeah we won't tell I, anyone uh, vic the internet no definitely yeah. won't hear it keep this keep this between us <laughs> i uh multiple times i have bought uh those little kits because I, i've to open a car door because i've locked my keys in the car so many fucking times Oh, I've and, got a Slim Jim. Yeah, I don't know how to work those. I've tr- I, I end up just damaging my fucking car. <laughs> I've got so many scrapes, the little weather sealant on the windows. On every car I've ever owned, I have broken trying to break into my own car to get my fucking keys out of it. And then I usually just end up paying a couple hundred dollars to have a, a mobile locksmith come out. Who are you and how did you get in here? I'm the locksmith. And I'm a locksmith. Uh, it's embarrassing to admit. I yeah. uh, I have locked my keys in my car while it was running before. Me too. How is that pop? It must have been an old car. It was. It ones, was an old car. Yeah, yeah you can't oh, do that. New ones, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, it was, that was my car in high school. I had a 94 Plymouth Voyager. Ooh, sexy. Um, <laughs> well, there's actually a very fun story behind that car uh, because my dad was buddies with some guys who ran a repair shop. And the genesis of my dad purchasing that car was that Ben don't read into anything in that statement. It's probably correct, but whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so not with what I know of Chuck. Yeah. So this is you guys could, I wish the listeners at home could see Ben's face right now. That was the most judgmental Ben I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is like someone who got the car was like dropped it off and was just like, I, they got the total for the repairs. They're like, I can't afford that or I'm not paying it. And they're like, okay, well you've got to come get it. And he's all like, <laughs> well, and we also did some work on it. So you owe us this much money to, 
figure out that we got to that point that you needed these yeah, other I'm things. Sure that's not legal, but yeah. yeah and whatever. so <laughs> the dude signed the title over to the shop rather than pay for the car. Uh, and in turn, it became their tinker car where they taught people how to do things. And so that it was that for a while. So it actually had a custom rebuilt transmission in that car. That was ridiculous. I would race sports cars. Like <laughs> I was doing crazy shit in that car in high school. And I can say that because I know my mom's never going to listen to this podcast, but <laughs> to fair. Yeah, Ben, are you sure this guy just didn't pay and the guys at the shop didn't call up your dad and was like, Hey, get this guy to give us the money or sign over the, the title. <laughs> uh, Chuck, go put the fear of God in this guy. <laughs> I was with my dad at the shop when we picked it up. So were you there with your dad when they got the title? No, <laughs> I want to believe that uh, that your dad pulled a Fast and the Furious, and they had to race for pink slips for this car. <laughs> there is a substantial chunk of my life where I may or may not have been convinced that my dad was a hitman. <laughs> oh, I love this backstory we're getting here. This is he awesome. did at the very least have an. Hey, we have oh, to nice. edit that out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, I, I, need, I Vic needed the, the yeah. context. Yeah, we found out that yeah. it was not a hit, my dad was not a hitman. All right. Anyway, we find... Way too judgmental what? about the amount of mental health medication this guy's got. Yeah. yeah. For for Mr. Allergies Daniel Jackson, mm-hmm. this, yeah, is, this is kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, and we find out that they are being spied on by people in a warehouse. And, and have- this is where we see Doral. They have the camera inside the gray alien's eyeball. I love that. <laughs> and then, then we cut to uh, a warehouse with a single desk in it mm-hmm. where they're spying on this guy and fucking Cylon. And then the Cylon shows up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they, they find they have a notable lack of reaction to Teal's otherworldly nature here, which still doesn't make sense given what we find out by the end of this episode. Yeah. You think they'd be like mad pissed. Hey, there's a ghoul here. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> we don't like them. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure. I like, I might've missed this, but it seemed like they had never heard of the ghoul before. Cause well, they, no, they never, uh, cause this. they said they? they, they were at war with them and being destroyed. Yeah. Oh, so it was the, oh, what, yeah. okay. Yeah. You're right. Then that is a definite lack of reaction. You think they would have just panicked and packed up their shit and gotten the fuck out. Be like, the ghoul to here. Let's get out. Yeah. So. They take some of the pills and find that they've been tampered with. SG-1 go to Martin Shrink, who says Martin is harmless. Which is a very random thing for them to do, I felt like. It's like, huh, he's on a lot of medication. Let's go. Let's take it to the lab and test it. Like That's not, as far as I know, that's not standard procedure for any investigating crew. That was a little strange. Yeah. But I suppose it was for the plot. Which Or was it, though? Because it wasn't really a big plot device. Anyway. Eh, it gets them on a path. If they don't go see the shrink, then they don't get kidnapped. And yeah, it's not an yeah. SG one episode if half the crew doesn't get kidnapped. That's true. <laughs> I'm I'm picking up on that. That is true. Happens <laughs> almost every episode we've seen. Yeah. We then cut back to the motel where they're watching the day the earth stood still, and Teal keeps demanding money for the shaky bed. Yeah, <laughs> loves that vibrating bed. 
You know, I, I got to say, I was going to ask you guys, have you ever seen one of these? Because I have never seen a, sh a shaky bed like this in real life. The only places I've ever seen them is on TV. So are those actual things? I have stayed <laughs> in more hotels in my life than I could begin to count. I spent a lot. I spent five years on the road in Michigan and five years on the road across the country. Yeah, I had to travel quite a bit in 2020 for work, but and occasionally before that, I've stayed in a lot of hotels too, and I've never once seen a shaky bed. I've stayed in a lot of hotels, a lot of motels, a lot of shitty places. I got bed bugs mm -hmm. once, like Ugh. the whole deal, and I've never seen shaky bed anywhere. And I've stayed at a motel that if shaky bed existed, this yeah, place would have had it, <laughs> and it didn't. I remember actually being a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about you ben have you, you ever seen the shaky bed i've never seen the shaky bed never seen the shaky bed yeah i wonder if it's I, something I you can buy on amazon turn your bed into a shaky bed i'm gonna look that up after the show <laughs> man i need one of those. <laughs> and you Leave know us I a five-star is... review we'll randomly choose somebody to get a free shaky bed <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, also, I noticed, I think this is the only time I've ever seen Teal smile was when he put the quarters in the bed and he was like, yeah, <laughs> he did seem he smiled. I, I feel like a couple times this episode. And I like that, yeah. like, Teal is like getting more personality. So Marty shows up and reveals that he knows the seven Chevron codes to get back to his home planet. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's just. Why didn't why didn't you lead off with this, my dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would have saved some drums if you had just laid down this Chevron code from the start. Yeah, yeah well, I think that fits his character because he's so all over the place. <laughs> so mm -hmm. He seems like the type of guy to leave out something vitally important. <laughs> we then cut to Dan Jacks and Carter, who are on the case and they are going to Martin's employer. Mm -hmm. Which happens to be the warehouse with the one desk. Oh, no. Which makes me wonder, guys, what is Martin's job? Do they say what his job is? I was curious. No, about I don't think he has one. He, he, well, I mean, uh, he says he has an employer because his psychiatrist. His psychiatrist is in on it. Yeah. But does he just collect a paycheck and like isn't worried about it? I think he's too drugged out to care about it. Yeah. <laughs> But you the know, bad oh, guys come out and they pull their guns. It's but, a bad time. But first, I, I want to say what I noticed about something that I, I, I'm glad they included was that his psychiatrist's analysis of Marty's personality is an actual thing. I, I once I've got a friend who has a friend who knows a guy whose wife is a psychiatrist. And she once mentioned this like almost verbatim. So I'm pretty sure this is an accepted thing in the psychology community about conspiracy theorists and like every major big conspiracy theorist out there shares a lot of these personality traits like they're usually multiple divorced. They usually have bad credit. They have a criminal history like their life is in shambles, but they've got this one thing that they hold on to. Like that's why they're so big into conspiracy theories. Like they have to create something to believe in, to give their life like some kind of importance. Like usually whenever I like on Facebook, I follow a lot of like, 
NASA stuff and astronomy sites like because I, I love pictures of space and stuff like that. And what's so fucking annoying is on Facebook, those those are the places that are haunted by flat earthers and conspiracy theorists. Just the con the comments of them are always filled with flat earthers going fake. This is fake. You can't see the stars. This is fake. This is NASA. And they call NASA assholes <laughs> because NASA is the ultimate enemy of these people. But I've recently discovered the way to shut them down. You want you, listeners out there, if you're ever in an argument with a flat earther, this is one one weird trick to shut them down. Ask them, ask them this question. Ask them, what college did you go to? <laughs> that, that will shut them the fuck up. <laughs> My favorite is anytime somebody says that the moon landing was fake. I laugh and say, <laughs> you, you idiot, believe you believe in the moon. <laughs> the moon's not real. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's my little rant. My my so. favorite conspiracy theory is that the moon landing was faked by Stanley Kubrick, but he is yes, such Stanley a Kubrick. perfectionist and attention to detail that he insisted on shooting on location. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can, can, can I tell you guys the one conspiracy theory that I do like subscribe to that, that I believe in? Sure. I Go promise ahead. to only judge so, you like, a little bit. Okay, so the lottery is actually a government program to catch time travelers. Because <laughs> <laughs> think about it, man. If you're a time traveler, what's the first thing you're going to do? <laughs> uh, not sports almanac. Yeah, sports almanac. Yeah, see, that's uh, magic cards, ones. actually. Nerd! But oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would buy Bitcoin personally. Here I think that's a safe is <laughs> the problem with that, Vic. If <laughs> if I may. Well, I guess you go back and you pick a time that it lost. You pick like, so if if you're smart. Yeah, if you're smart, you would not pick a winning lottery you, number that someone else won. You wouldn't like wait for that yeah. announcement. You'd have to go you'd back go get and get five out of six. Oh, no, I won three million dollars. Oh. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> If you're smart enough to have time travel, <laughs> theoretically, yeah. that intelligence is a in our current society, incredible intelligence would be required to possess time <laughs> travel. Besides, if I if I have time travel, I'm not playing the lottery. I'm going back and investing in the East India Trading Company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a bunch of money for about 200 years and then I'm cashing out. <laughs> <laughs> Just go buy Manhattan from the Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> wait a long time pull the deed out when new york is developed and oops i own new york would you really want to own new york though <laughs> the property values yes i would <laughs> i would sell that just it seems immediately like a massive... yeah yeah get rid of it man you don't want to hold on to that thing <laughs> no, but real talk i'd probably buy cases and cases of like original OG first set magic cards where the boxes are worth $20,000, $30,000 a pop. I love that that's, that's your thing. It's low impact enough where you're not going to fuck up the timeline too bad. You might stop a couple of nerds from getting into magic, like is the only long-term consequence. And, that, and that's that, a net positive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping society and making myself obscenely wealthy. So it's a win-win nice the psych they go check on the psychiatrist yeah he has moved out 
And O'Neill then comes back to the hotel, the motel and finds that Martin is locked in the bathroom <laughs> because he tried to fight Teal. And I, I am that. so mad at this episode for not letting me see that. <laughs> I 1000% believe the fight involved one of those like hand on forehead windmill <laughs> punching. <laughs> That's exactly how I, how I pictured it. <laughs> and Teal is just like, O'Neill said I cannot hurt you. <laughs> In interspersed here we see uh Sam and Dan captured where they do a shitty version of my other podcast cold open. Who are you? Who are you? Do you know who I am? And now we can say, Hey Laura, shout out. Who are you? Go listen to hey, Who Laura. Are You if you dig Babylon 5. I thought the exact same thing too. The first question is, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Uh, neither party here is forthcoming with information. The investigators do reveal that they know Teal'c ain't human. And then and when Martin wakes up, he remembers where the ship is. So he takes O'Neill and Teal'c to go find it. And O'Neill's face when they actually find the ship. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Perfect priceless nice i will say this is where the episode loses me though really because you're gonna tell me that mr conspiracy theories here who has not gotten his memory back completely is gonna be chill with a military tent as they dig up his spaceship ah that is a good point that's a good point i mean he knows he's talking to the air force uh yeah the one thing I did appreciate, they start trying to like threaten to torture Daniel Jackson and Carter. And part of me really wanted them to be like, man, do you know how often we've been tortured? This is Bush League stuff. <laughs> you like you got laser. a taser? <laughs> yeah. I got I got zapped with a, a lightning iron on a stick. And then some guys hooked me up to a, 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 a thing that made me have a clip show. Uh, like, you guys got nothing. <laughs> yeah, if I can survive the clip show machine, you got nothing. Yeah. Did, did you guys see just how big the fucking computer monitor is, was that they set up in the in the Air Force tent? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, that gave me flashbacks of when I was a teenager and went to the LAN parties and, like, you know, strained my skinny little muscles trying to carry a, a massive 19-inch monitor crt monitor up the stairs to a land party <laughs> <laughs> like those things were huge oh man we do get a note here that this is not the ship but rather an escape pod and that there are which i gotta say that is a dope ass looking escape pod i, I yeah. like the design of the ship it looked pretty sweet yeah it looks like does this mean that this the actual ship is still in orbit uh i got the impression that it was destroyed yeah so did i like it crashed or something which yeah, which I guess there would probably be rubble somewhere. So yeah, it might have got blown up in space. That happens. Yeah, that's true. But around here is, I believe, Marty is starting to remember everything. He he reveals, okay, we were at at war with the Gould, and we're, we're like, we're humans, we're not from here. Let's go to Earth. Earth can help us. And they get here, and they're like, oh no, we were more advanced than these rubes. They can't <laughs> help us at all. <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> Let's just hide here. Yeah. Mm. Which this is this episode is more is more proof of my initial theory that SG one is one of those TV shows where every alien in the universe looks like humans. Like we got a couple of weird ones during the clip show, 
but for the most part, all aliens. Well, I guess they are because they said that they were. Didn't he say that there were his original race was was created as a slave race by the gold? Well, yeah, they were. They they were humans are an invasive species in the galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, we were we were the pet turtles after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out, where everybody bought their kids turtles and then was like, (laughs) actually, these things kind of smell bad, and we don't want to take care of them. Uh, And yeah, so the the galaxy is now lousy with humans using like the the pest louse like terminology uh <laughs> yeah we're just everywhere <laughs> we, we are the invasive species of the galaxy that's that's so true <laughs> so we get a T- teal cure his theory presupposes that maybe the other aliens are who has captured sam and dan yeah and mm-hmm. that is the case we see them discussing who they could possibly be. And they mention a government agency that does not exist. Yeah. The NID. The NID. Exactly. And how they know that Teal'c is chill. <laughs> they specifically say, well, no, they know Teal'c's a ghoul. That's like on our side, like a Jaffa. Like they, the NID know what's going on, you know? So I got to ask. What happened to her? <laughs> happened but i got the van well jafer you asking what's happened here yeah ben i did what happened her you want to know is teal down with the nid yeah you know me yeah you know me they know he's a ghoul (laughs) they know he's a jaffa yeah so this is the national intelligence directive it is a super secret like super cia nsa fbi all rolled into one this is this is the the black ops. This is the the government. This is like everything. And they're the kind they're the kind of thing where it's like, who are you? You know, are you CIA, NSA? And they scoff like <laughs> those rubes. Uh, <laughs> that's these guys. And they accidentally stumble on some aliens and uh, the Stargate team has to show up and be like, Okay, you guys are used to being the guys who know everything. Calm the heck down. Uh, you guys are out of your league on this one. Uh, <laughs> and so they end up saving saving these guys. And it's one of those super secret, like, there are only 12 of us, but we somehow know everything and are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> we are MI6. We are everybody. Nice. So so my theory for what happened here. Is I actually just Googled just now to see if that was actually, if the NID is actually a government organization. And it is. It's apparently they're a military organization because their their website ends in a dot mil. But it's the National Inventory of Dams. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know why that's a military organization. But I'm sure there are some conspiracy theorists out there who will explain it to me. But I'm going to say Probably for, for what happened here. <laughs> for what happened here was that on a previous episode there were being threatened by an alien race who wanted to attack earth and sg1 got involved and were like whoa, whoa, whoa no 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 what, what's what's going on why do you guys want to attack us we don't know who you are and what they found out was that there is another stargate on earth we, we already know earth has multiple stargates and there was a stargate on earth that was built underneath a dam somewhere and it's been permanently opened for hundreds of years or okay decades we'll say 
It's been open for decades and it's just been spewing water into these guys' planets. It's fucking flooding their planet. And finally they were fed up and were like, we have had enough. Knock it off, Earth. So the Stargate team had to go find this dam and shut off the Stargate that was just flushing water into this other planet. (laughs) (laughs) The alarm is tripped and the dudes all go to Martin and take him away as Teal and Jack in their surveillance van and listen in. Martin tries to get them to admit that they're all aliens. They don't, but he does tell them that Earth has a Stargate. They surround the building and find Sam and Dan, and they all dramatically jump out as if to get away from an explosion, but no explosion (laughs) happens. This is excellent. (laughs) Well, you know why the building doesn't explode, right? Well, because the, the escape pod was... They had already showed us these. No, it's, pod. it's because they jumped away. And as we know, cool guys don't look at explosions. They just turn and walk away. Oh, my God. How do they walk away in movies without flinching when it explodes behind them? There's no way. I got bullshit on that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the escape pod blows. And then we go back to Stargate Command. They activate the Stargate. Martin remembers everything. They are actually deserters from their war with the gold. Oh, at some point when Teal'c, Teal'c mentions when he's talking about why he hates the Gua'uld and why he left them, he mentions that they exiled his wife and child. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) We missed that episode for sure. (laughs) And, and I think that didn't he also, he pretty sure he mentioned they killed his father or something. I think that's, that's right. I didn't wait, but he's a Jaffa. Yeah. He's a he's a clone. How are they? What is he? But he's not supposed. They're clones. <laughs> I, I I didn't think they were clones. Yeah. Well, that's that's the impression I got that they were. Well, I, I guess they don't that have they were to be a servant race. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. They don't. The, yeah. I was just for some reason in my head, I, I just thought they were all grown in tanks just to just to carry gold. But yeah, I, I guess that. I don't know why I thought that. That was just my impression that I got. Yeah, hard to say. Not quite sure. They activate the Stargate and send the mouth through. They say it's safe, but they're not going to like it. And we see some reactions (laughs) and it's not looking good when they turn the mouth on. And Mm -hmm. they go through and the planet is just ruins. Martin's people had lost their war with the gold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did notice that uh, I meant to bring this up last episode, but I've noticed that the team, our, our guys have gotten a lot better at exiting the Stargate. Like in the first couple episodes, every time they go through a gate, they do a big tumble and be like, oof. But now they've, they've figured it out. They just step through. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> they've got their, they've got their SGC legs. Yes. Nice. Nice one. Uh... SGC legs. <laughs> but <Ba-dum>, <laughs> You can't see it at home, everybody, but I'm I'm doing the Fozzie Bear like ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that little bit too because I noticed that in even in the very first episode when Apophis shows up with his with his gang that they all step out just very casually, but every time the the SG one crew goes through a gate, they're like oh, and they you know <laughs> tumbling. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the it's probably a stunt man, but Marty's character when they do the thing, the jump away from the not explosion. Man, 
uh, I don't know if that was him or if that was a stunt double, but they took a that looked like it hurt <laughs> when when he he jumped away and hit the concrete. That was oof, I felt that one. All right. Well, that's the episode. We end on just kind of that dour note. This is good. But uh, yeah, Marty's like, hey, I'll come back with you guys. My planet's been destroyed. Yeah, I'm sad. At least he doesn't remember his own planet. So, you know, I think he'll get over it pretty quick. Well, <laughs> no, he's got his memory back. Oh, he got all so his memories he, he, back? He got his memory back just in time to be like, oh, and everyone I ever knew or loved is dead. Yeah. Uh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Common occurrence. Yeah. One of those days, man. <laughs> all right. Well, we got some dice to roll and some predictions to go over. Uh, But before we do that, do we want to take a look at the scores from last episode? Uh, Let's get the dice roll out of the way first. I'm curious. You know, I got to say, I'm invested in the show now. I'm I'm looking forward to being able to watch a new episode. (laughs) That is an 18. Ooh. Which means we'll be watching... Season five, episode seven. Oh man, we are we are going so fast through this show. <laughs> we're not. We're not even halfway through. <laughs> yeah, this this show has got a lot of seasons. We we are mathematically aimed at. I want to say I set it to fifteen episodes. So we're on track. We're about halfway with the next one, and. Uh, that we're around the halfway point of the show. So it, the dice are, the dice are working as expected. <laughs> so did, did you say this was season, season five, episode seven, beast of burden, beast of burden. Daniel goes on a rescue mission after his Una's friend Chaka is taken by slave traders. Wait a minute. Daniel's Unas friend? Yep. His Unas so does friend this mean, Chaka. What? Unas. Dan, I'm, okay, that sentence doesn't make sense to me. Daniel's Unas friend. Does that mean Unas? Unas was the, the, first, the first Jaffa. Yeah, that was fucking. James Earl uh, Jones. Yeah. Daniel's Unas friend. So are they? do they mean Unas's species? Was that also the name of the species or what? I think I we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay, yeah, I forgot. I'm not supposed to ask these questions. (laughs) Don't look it up. (laughs) All right. Well, then, I guess that means it's time for us to go over the scores. Hang on a second. Let me me go check with the lab real quick. Hey, research lab. Hey, you guys got the scores? We got... Are you done? Okay, hold on. Hold on. They're they're bringing me the scores right now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so we got a tally and so far let me see who's in the lead here i, I am okay. at 14 yeah ben you are in the, currently in the lead with 14 jafer you're in second with 10 and i'm in dead last with nine so let's go let's get this updated here let's take a look all right okay uh, ben, I believe these are yours. Uh, you made the prediction at least two Star Trek actors make a guest appearance. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely correct. That one is confirmed with 18 votes. Yeah, the, the new Facebook update doesn't show me how many total votes we got anymore. But 
but there's a but there was a lot we had quite a, a lot of participation in this cool so and from certain sources i i <laughs> i got there, there was quite a few star trek actors who make appearances i am Stargate. not surprised yeah yeah do, do, do you do you want to know who should should i spoil any of those or should we keep it no keep keep it secret keep it, keep it safe okay, i want to be surprised if we end up on one all right all right good yeah, i hope we i, I want to be like holy shit it's Rene abajanois yeah <laughs> yeah i i think i really hope we, we Dorn to jaffa like i want i want the universe to be Michael able Dorn to have to that. all right your next prediction was at least two babylon five actors make an appearance all right ben i want you to take a guess Take, take a guess. Guess guess which Babylon Five actor? Take a guess. Oh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Andreas and Nope. Oh, okay. Then I will go with Bill Mummy. Nope. Try again. Claudia Christian. Nope. Try again. Uh, there were none. There are no, no fucking Babylon Five actors made appearance. I spent so long going through IMDb trying to find at least one. But there were never any Babylon 5 actors around SG-1. This makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> it was it's just statistically unlikely. <laughs> I know. I was so frustrated. I'm like, come the fuck on. And even, even like some of the background, there's no Bester. There was no Delenn. Nobody. I can't believe it. I, I don't know. Maybe if they, they were they boycotting this thing from their fucking unit? I, I, they would have been on the no air at the same time for a couple of years. Uh, not, I mean, not really though, because when did when did Babylon Five end? Ninety three to ninety nine was Babylon nine, Five. Okay, okay, yeah, I guess they were all gained. But that's still the then. nine seasons of SG One they could have been. On. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that is pretty wild. Okay, so no punch for that. Next prediction: at least two OG Battlestar Galactica actors make an appearance. All right, Ben, guess which Babylon 5? <laughs> guess which Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> I mean... I'm just kidding. There's none. <laughs> yeah, that was... So that brings your current total to 15. All right, next up. Let's see. I, oh, no, I'm just... I, I am surprised that Richard Hatch wasn't on it. Yeah, you would have thought. I mean, Richard like, Hatch... Richard Hatch big. feels like... The kind of guy who would be on the show. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been in everything sci-fi, I think. Almost. Yeah. Apparently. So Ben, yeah, Ben, guess guess which Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> None. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. That's Next, Jafar, you predicted that Daniel Jackson gets a field commission. Yeah. That is a no. <laughs> we got two votes on that, three percent. But again, yeah, I confirmed that with with the gatekeeper. But your next prediction that. The SG-1 crew plays an alien game. That got 18% of the votes. All right. uh, and yes, that is actually confirmed. And of course, and I got it leaked to me what type of game it is. Do you want to know? No. Oh, okay. Nope. And all right. And for your final prediction, so that's two more points for you. So that brings you up to 12. Mm-hmm. And your final prediction, someone takes an arrow, an arrow wound. Okay, I found it. That got zero points, zero votes from the lab. However, I bit my tongue previous episode because I knew this one was for a fact true because a long time ago, back when the take an arrow to the knee meme came yeah. out, I remember specifically seeing a YouTube clip meme of fucking Colonel O'Neill getting hit with an arrow. <laughs> and I'm dropping the link in the Discord for this because it's a very entertaining. <laughs> just the, 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 Stargate, the Stargate just opens 
for no reason at all. And for whatever reason, they don't close the iris and it just a fucking arrow comes through and pierces the glass of the conference room and hits Colonel O'Neill right in the shoulder. I don't know. It's just such a fucking <laughs> random way to start an episode. So yeah, I'm disappointed in the research lab. You all, all of you, voted zero for this. No one voted for not even the people who click on everything. So maybe yeah, if it's to the knee bit, that might have thrown them off. But I put that in parentheses. I said that was bonus points. That's so, it is what it is. Yeah, it do be that way. So so that brings you up to five. You are at is that seventeen? Yeah, wait, fifteen. No. Two, three, fifteen. Fifty. So you and Ben are tied, tied now. Tied at fifteen. That's impressive. Excellent. All right. So, let's, so much so for let's watching Viper, we... Ben. <laughs> no. <laughs> might be sex in the city after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, sex in the city. <laughs> all right. So on to my predictions. My first prediction, my daytime prediction was there's a courtroom episode. That one is confirmed. Got 20% of the votes for that one. Right. And one of the lab rats let it leak that I didn't even consider this. It's an alien court. So they didn't say who. I don't know who's on trial, but it's Humanity. in a different planet, apparently, or something. Probably. Wait, you think this is a trial? Uh, yes. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty trial y. Can someone bring up the lights? The entire, yeah. oh my God, I hope it's a, a Q episode where humanity is on trial. <laughs> And then we got the highest percentage of the votes. 34% of the votes. Teal definitely rides a fucking motorcycle. Man, I hope we land on that episode. <laughs> I want to see Teal on his Harley. <laughs> and my final prediction, Cherie becomes a system lord. That one is confirmed. No, that's definitely a zero. So unfortunately, so I'm still in last then with 12 points. So it's 15, 15, and 12. We are neck and neck. Yeah. Ish. So it's time to make some more predictions. New predictions time. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. Okay, who wants to go first? Not it. All right, Ben, you're up. So, well, there are some characters who are still in our Stargate orbit that I fully expect we'll never see again. And I've made guesses that we'll never see again and been wrong or, you know, like I thought we'd never see general Carter again. And apparently I was wrong about that, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to bet we see Martin again. Martin, Martin yeah. will be back. Marty. That is my daytime. Marty. My evening prediction. I'm going to say people on the team get tortured 20 more times. <laughs> okay. So after Season four, episode 11, there are 20 yes. distinct episodes that have torture before the end of Stargate SG-1. Yes. You're making someone do you... some fucking homework to prove that. Ben. That's a lot of math, bro. <laughs> uh, can, can we just say they lose count of how many times they're tortured? Sure. Yeah, specifically, yeah, specifically 20. That's going to be that's going to be difficult to prove. And then I will go with my prime time. There is both a heist episode and a casino episode. (laughs) You know, I was almost I was almost going to add that to my predictions. I was going to predict there was a heist episode, but a casino episode. I, I will call make my call for a bonus point. Yeah, if. The heist episode is the casino episode. <laughs> O'Neill's 13. 
Yeah. <laughs> Teal's 13. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can go next. Go for it. My daytime prediction is we're going to meet some normal-ass humans that are more advanced than Earth. Mm, okay. They, they meet. Yeah. Just like... Hu- I mean, we just did. Did we? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Marty's, Marty's race. He's just a normal-ass human who's more advanced. And the last, the Bedrosians were normal-ass humans who were more I advanced. mean, I'm talking like... Well, I guess if they were... If they were at war with the Gould, then theoretically they were advanced enough to put up a fight against the Gould. Yeah, and the, I, the, I, the Bedrosians had lasers and, and the, artificial gravity and shit. The, the Bedrosians yeah. had lasers and shuttlecraft-looking ships. Yeah, force fields. They yeah. had force fields. Yeah. Okay, okay. Make a new prediction. I, I was new, thinking, like, one. there's a human race out there that is, like tied with the Gould. Like, they're, they're okay, technologically so there's out there. comparable to the Gould. They're Okay. Uh, uh, if that is specific enough for the audience, if it's okay. not, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. Uh, there's a hu- there's a human species superior to the Gould. Uh, on, on par. par. On par. I feel like if they're okay, superior, yeah, the, the show one. gets easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we already met the. I think it was the Asgardians in the clip show who have the. Yep, the laser eraser beam that just erases gold ships. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Next evening prediction. prediction. There's a Death Star. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to actually be a Death Star, a planet in killer, a, a planet or system destroying device of some sort. So it could be like the Sun Eater from Star Wars Extended Universe. Oh God, you are such a nerd. It's and so am I for, for knowing what it, it it could be a planet blower upper. It could be like like the Vorlons have. It could be like the shadow thing where they destroy it from the inside or whatever. Just some kind of planet wide destruction device, which I'm just yeah. going to call a Death Star the, for the sake star, yeah. of ease. But I'm sorry, Ben, did you say LimeWire? That that was a system destroyer. It's called LimeWire. Oh yeah, LimeWire. Because well, every like, time I downloaded something, it destroyed the system. Destroyed his computer. Oh. Yeah. Ha ha ha! I get it now. <laughs> I actually never used it because I was too scared. Oh, I, I used it on my work computer when I worked for Verizon and tech support. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Those statute of limitations are gone. I don't. I don't mind mentioning mentioning. Uh, it. <laughs> and then my third prediction: we've met some worlds that are straight out of Earth's past already, right? All right, what's the next theme planet we, um, we, we find? I am going to suppose that there is a age-inappropriate theme planet. So, like, oh, no. we know that humans were taken at certain Lolita point. Lolita planet? No, 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 no. Let me let me explain what I mean. Like, Ocompens? there is a planet that's like Earth, but somewhere, like, around 150 to 200 years in our past. Like, all the other past planets we've met have been removed from earth at this point of time before there would have been widespread knowledge of aliens. I think there's like a 1920s planet or something. There's something that fear like there's Uh, enough communications in the world where if aliens had existed, a significant portion of the world would know about it. Something that would be, hey, O'Neill, yeah. these ghouls sound like bad eggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, maybe, we'll give them the old one. Maybe not specifically a 1920s planet. Maybe they do like a 60s planet or something. Or, you know, like an I 1890s like planet. 
I feel like they must, they absolutely have to have a Wild West episode where they, they find Cowboy Planet. Yeah, something like <laughs> that, though. Something that, like, in the last 150-some <laughs> years that totally could have existed. I, my shorthand is there's a planet that's like Earth, but it's only, like, 100-something years behind us. So, like, a, a 19th century, would that, would that work? Yeah, that's close or, enough. Yeah. 19th century. Yeah, with the acknowledgement that if Angela comes back and is all like, oh, well, there's an 1890s Victorian planet, that it there counts has to be. Totally, for what there, I'm trying totally to do to here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that brings it to me. Let me find, where did I write down my predictions at? Here we go. Okay. All right. So for my breakfast prediction, I am going to predict that... <laughs> That I think we were talking about this in the Discord earlier. Uh, that there's a dual episode where the episode is focused on one of the one of the team members, probably Teal'c, gets challenged to a duel and they have to fight to the death. Like, th- this is a common sci-fi trope. We've seen yeah. it in Battlestar Galactica. We've seen it in Star Trek Yes. Awesome. I hope they have some cool fight music like that. Let's see. And then for my lunchtime prediction. I'm going to predict that there's an outbreak episode where, yeah, all, all my predictions this week are all going to be theme episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That there's a, an a episode where Stargate command gets infected with an alien virus and they have to lock it down and it's the whole pandemic and it's a rush to find the cure. And for my dinner time episode, I'm going full, Full tilt here, mirror universe episode where they find, they go through the gate and they find an alternate reality just where all of them are evil. And bonus points, and it's all the same actors. You know, we have evil Carter, evil Teal, evil Daniel Jackson. For bonus points, one of them has a goatee. I think that will be, I will say for bonus points, it's evil Jackson Daniels uh, (laughs) who has has a goatee. Jackson Daniels. Jack Daniels. (laughs) oh yeah jack yeah oh man i would love it if he's the he's the evil empire the terran empire ruler of the mirror universe (laughs) with the fucking goatee i think i think it's going to be teal Uh, teal definitely has to have a goatee matter of fact i might photoshop that later and turn into a comic feeling oh no it's evil teal run (laughs) those are our predictions these will be posted tonight in the dominion media tv research lab but by the time you hear this podcast, it'll already be voted on. But vote anyway, because we're going to be going over this in the future. So, yeah, if you'd like to participate, look up the Dominion Media TV Research Lab on Facebook and request to join, and we'll let you in and join in with the fun. All right. Well, with all of that, we've got to say thank you to Ripe for letting us use Goon Squad as our theme music. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. They just announced some tour dates. Go check them out on Spotify or Tidal or wherever you listen to music. They're going to Red Rocks. I'm excited. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And thank you to Annette Lucina for your uh, picture of a TV that you used under Creative Commons. Thank you for making free art so we can make free art. Thank you, Angela Morris, for your expert Stargate uh, knowledge and helping us create this episode and the podcast in general. Thank you to all the members of the research lab for helping us out. And if you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're wherever you get your podcasts and we'll give you a shout out on the Which show. We have one. And if you don't like, Oh, we do. We have a five star shout out. Five star shout out. I don't know where the syllable breaks in this word are. 
So I'm going to read it like it's Vulcan, because that way I know I'm wrong no matter what, as opposed to (laughs) saying something incorrect altogether. Well, Jafar, that is only logical. Uh, (laughs) Tsingta Zero tells us that the best podcast ever, and this will change the way you watch TV. Thank you, Tsingta. Holy cow. (laughs) Really appreciate that. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. Is it T is it T S I A N G T A O? Close, yeah. Think that that's that's a beer. That's a brand of beer. <laughs> okay. Sing Tao. You never had a Sing Tao? Oh, I have had a Sing Tao, actually. Yeah. I love that beer. Yeah, that's the <laughs> beer that's German beer made in China because of the Holocaust. <laughs> yep. Oh wow. Ooh, that got yeah. done. <laughs> so thank you thank you Singtel if you like our podcast yeah, leave us a five star review if you don't like our podcast just feel free to keep that shit to yourself and if you don't know how to leave a review don't worry the Doom Squad will show you how it's going to be real confusing to anybody who hasn't actually listened to the song because all of the drops are just the instrumental bits from that song <laughs> listen to Doom Squad it's the best song I've heard all year and we'll see you next time on Last Time On I'm gonna show you how If you if you can drop in the uh, Battlestar Galactica theme in here, <laughs> just the opening of the piano, the dun, 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 that would be awesome. Yeah, just su- just suggestion. <laughs> or you can drop in that time where we did the entire Battlestar Galactica theme on Draft the Universe. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I am not digging through episodes to find that. Then, <laughs> if, if you, I knew you wouldn't. If you want to use uh, that bit. Find the episode and give me a timestamp. I'm not doing that. Same. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm assuming it's sci-fi episodes, but it, probably, but not necessarily. That podcast <laughs> known to go off the rails.